You are listening to King Outdoors Podcast. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? It is me. Um, I'm still alive. I know it has been a long time since I made a podcast, but hey, we're here today. It is just me. We're going to be talking about CWD and blue tongue disease. Um, I know a little bit more about CWD just because it's, well, it's kind of in my area in Wisconsin, and I don't even know if blue tongue disease is in Wisconsin. I know it's, I'm pretty sure it's more of a like an out west type of deal but i don't you know correct me if i'm wrong i think it's like a disease that like their tongue like swells up and like you can't eat but that's what that's what we're doing in this podcast today we're going to be doing some research and i'm basically just going to be reading stuff out loud and telling you guys what i get from well google <laughs> so we'll see how this goes stay tuned guys and i hope you enjoy Alrighty guys, so we are going to be talking about some diseases in this podcast, which are chronic wasting disease, blue tongue disease, and EHD. Um, but before we get into that, I want to talk about this book I recently started reading. Um, I personally wish I would have found this book earlier, and I think everyone as a hunter should read this book, no matter how old you are. Um, it talks about the ethical and tradition of hunting which I personally think is something everything or every hunter should have is being an ethical hunter. Um, because if you have a deer like more than 35 yards, I would say not, not to take the shot whatsoever. Um, sure. If you're comfortable with it, I can't, I can't stop you, but the deer can jump the string. And if you don't know what that means, that basically means they can, dunk under the arrow before they it even gets to them um not saying they can see it coming necessarily but they hear the bow and they get scared and they dunk down and as as soon as they hear the bow you know the arrow's coming and boom right over the back or hits somewhere on the deer where it's not intended to hit which can cause injuries and can cause the deer not to be found um because they they run like a long ways and their blood like the blood trail is very spotty, so you might lose the blood trail, and then you have an, a dead animal that's going to waste. Um, so obviously that's different when it comes to elk. They're a lot bigger. Um, you can take those longer shots. I'd probably take a fifty-yard shot on elk all day, but on a whitetail, no way. Thirty-five yards is my limit on a whitetail. Now, pronghorn and mule deer, that's a little bit different. You can see those animals for miles upon miles. If you, if you need to take a 45-yard shot on one of those, then I'd say go ahead. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it all the time. If you can get closer, then get closer. But don't, don't like, take those far shots on a, on a white-tailed deer because a lot most of the time white-tailed deer are in those wooded areas and you can't see them for very long as for pronghorn and mule deer you can see those things for miles upon miles and you can see where they go after you shoot them you can keep an eye on them for all, like all day and that, that's the kind of the difference between taking a shot on an open like in a plane versus in the woods because you can see the animal go a long ways you can see where they fall a lot of the times if you if you make a good ethical shot so you as a hunter have to be ethical i'd say um if you're not ethical then i'd say you shouldn't be hunting you should not be in the woods because all you're going to do is injure animals and they're going to die and go to waste that is not that is not what we want as a hunter 
And so, like I said, this book is called Beyond Fair Chase, The Ethic and Tradition of Hunting by Jim Posiewicz. Highly recommend you guys read, like, read it. I'm going to read just one part of the book. And the title of it is called Was an, What is an Ethic? It's on page 15. I'm going to just read a little section for you guys. So, to become an ethical hunter, we need to understand what ethics are. Here are some general definitions. An ethic is a body of moral principles or values associated with a particular culture or group. Ethical pertains to what is right and wrong in conduct. Ethics are rules and conduct recognized in respect to a particular group or culture. Using these ideas and definition of an ethical hunter could be constructed as follows. A person who follows all the rules of proper behavior in a way that will satisfy what society expects of him or her as a hunter. This definition misses something. It is not good enough because it left out wildlife. The animal we hunt, although some people may not consider wildlife a part of human culture, it is a part of human as part of a hunter's culture. Nothing is more important to hunters than animals they hunt. To be a hunter, you must, above all else, know and respect the animals and their needs. With this in mind, the definition of an ethical hunter becomes a person who knows and respects animals hunted, follows the law, and behaves in a way that will satisfy what society expects of him or her as a hunter. The definition has three main parts. Knowing and respecting the animal, obeying the law, and behaving the right way. Each of these parts affects the way a hunters think and act. Understanding these parts will provide foundation of ethical hunting that should satisfy hunters and the society in which they live. So, so let that sink in. Think about that next time you go in the woods. So being an ethical hunter, make sure you take those ethical shots. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into the diseases. We have chronic wasting disease. So CWD damages portion of the brain and causes progressive loss of body condition, behavioral changes, excessive salvation, and death. CWD is found in many deer species, including whitetail, sick deer, and more including elk and moose populations. Signs of CWD, drastic weight loss, stumbling, lack of coordination, drooling, excessive thirst or urination, floppy ears, and a lack of fear, whether it's from humans or etc. Um, how does it spread? So basically, CWD can spread through animal body liquids, for example, like saliva or urine, urine, anything like that. Um, so for example, I say if you have a lot of baiting in your area, or if baiting is prohibited in your area, you probably have CWD. Because baiting, there tends to be a pile of stuff and their faces get close together. And when their faces are close together, their saliva spreads, you know, like that. And they get, get CWD easily from a bait pile. Let's say if you have food plots, which in most areas you can have a food plot, you can hunt over a food plot, they can still be spread that way. Whether it's a, you know, if a deer has CWD and they come out to the soybean field, they munch on the soybeans and the saliva gets on another soybean or their urine gets on another soybean and another deer comes along and eats that soybean, they're going to end up with CWD. Um, 
So that's how it could be spread by like earthly. It can be spread by the ground by another deer's urination and while well, another deer comes and eats it. Um, so states it's found in Colorado, Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, New York, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Iowa, Nebraska, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas, Utah, and of course, Wisconsin. Which is where I'm from, in case you didn't know. Um, the next disease, we have blue tongue disease. Um, what is blue tongue disease? It's a disease spread by a fine bug called midges. Um, it's commonly found in many farm-raised animals, but it's also pretty common to be found in wild animals such as whitetails, pronghorns, and some mule deer, and more. Uh, signs of blue tongue. Fever, reddening of lining of the mouth and nose, so like if their lips are red or their nose is red. Um, swelling of lips and tongue and gums. Difficult swallowing and breathing. A swollen purple-colored tongue. So how does blue tongue disease spread? So basically it's spread mainly by a bug called midges, which is to me is kind of like a mosquito, but it can also be transferred by some ticks. Now I'm not completely sure if animals can give it to another animal or not. If I had to guess, I'd say probably not because the, it has to break through the skin and touch blood essentially. So I'm pretty sure it can't spread from animal to animal, but it can spread from well bug to bug because they dig in to the animal and which causes them to have the disease. Um, and that's more common in South and Western states, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the, next, the next and last disease we have is EHD, which stands for Empozotic Hemorrhagic Disease, if I pronounce that right. I don't know. This is a disease I've actually recently learned about. Um, so EHD is basically in my eyes like a bad fever. A lot of deer with EHD usually die near water because they often go to water naturally because their body is hot. EHD basically is two diseases combined, um, which is episodic hormonic disease and the blue tongue virus that we talked about before. Which that part really confuses me because what is EHD? Because that's part of this whole disease in general is that and blue tongue disease but to me amphosotic hemorrhagic disease is basically just a bad fever i guess in my eyes um so signs of ehd the animal becomes lethargic and loss of appetite they become weak have bloody waste and shows excessive salvation loses fear of people swollen face and neck and eyeballs and the tongue becomes a weird blush color and I'm pretty sure that's where the blue tongue disease and this disease comes in. Um, yeah, so it's spread mostly from a bug known as midges or gnats. So what happens with the bug is that they basically pick the disease up from blood from the host or another animal and spread that way from when they fly animal to animal. Um, so like I said, guys, all this information I ended up looking up. Um, so... It could be wrong. A lot of this could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not a disease expert, but if you have something related to these diseases, go ahead and let me know. Message me on Instagram on kingoutdoor.s because um, I'm, I'm really interested about these diseases, you know, because I care about our animals. And yeah, that's basically going to be it for the podcast today. And like I said in the beginning of this podcast, you should go ahead and check out this book called Beyond Fair Chase. The Ethic and Tradition of Hunting by Jim Posey Witz. 
I highly recommend it, guys. Um, we gotta be, eth- we gotta be ethical as a hunter. <laughs> so, yeah, and I understand this is a small podcast, but hey, what can you do? I don't have anyone on here. It's just me. I hope you guys enjoy it, and stay tuned for the next one. Peace.